Do our processes, training, and marketing really align with what our customers care about most? In this short series, I'm covering some concepts I think are sometimes forgotten but are critical to address when developing raving fans. Stay tuned to hear about the one that probably costs us more money than any other. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. Of the five topics in this series, this one may be the most difficult because there isn't necessarily a clear solution that will work for everyone. This one, we really have to work with our team to develop the right answer. But I think it's really important because it has massive consequences when we get it wrong. And this one in particular, we just kind of seem to fall into this, this is the way things are done mentality, which is not always productive, of course. But we don't really talk through what, what the alternatives are. So we're going to do that a little bit today. And again, this is a, this is a fairly complicated topic. And, um, but I think it's one we at least need to be mindful of. So as we all know, a significant part of, the, of a successful sales process is getting the client to buy now rather than deciding to buy later, which because, of course, if they decide to buy later, that could mean ultimately they, they choose a different provider or they decide not to buy at all. So getting to a yes now for many of us is infinitely more valuable than getting a hunch the customer is going to say yes at some point or, you know, I think they're going to say yes to this one. I think we're going to get it. Like, those are all great. But those don't, those do not pay the bills, right? Getting the yes right now is for many of us critical. Now, for some of us, you know, it's a, it's a long sales cycle, whatever. But there, but even in those cases, there comes a point where this is the moment we need the customer to say yes. This is the moment we we've been working towards to to have them have confidence that we're the right provider for them. That we are the ones to do this work for them, whatever it is. So even if you have a a multi-week or multi-month sales process, at some point, that's going to come to a point where this is where they're supposed to say yes. And, and that may be a window of five days even, or two weeks even, if you're especially if you're doing big commercial projects or whatever. There's a window of time there. But at some point, we're going to get to this point. So part of our sales process, in many, many cases, offering what we hope are compelling reasons for the customers to say yes now. Offering a reason to act now versus waiting till later for many people, especially in home services, but even commercial stuff, it's important. And sometimes buyers just need a little nudge to get them to do what they're leaning towards doing anyway. So sometimes a, a minor price savings or waiving a fee, like, you know, you know, for in the home services world, you know, companies, you know, they might charge a $75 diagnostic fee. But if you say yesterday, we're waiving $75. That's all. Those are, and, I, and I, I'm not anti those things. I think those things are, they make perfect sense in these situations where the customers just need this little nudge. But yeah, they're probably going to do it. And you say, hey, listen, you're not going to pay the $75. If you pay, if you have somebody else come on and take a look at it, you're going to pay their $75 and our $75. Oh, well, you know what? Let's just go ahead and do it. Like that, 
that is a, a scenario that happens all the time. And I think that, that that little nudge is perfect for that. However, if our customers need something more compelling, because this is a major decision for them, those little incentives aren't going to work as well. In case we're trying to get the customer to make a big decision now, rather than doing what they normally would do in life when making big decisions, waiving a $59 or $79 fee is just not as compelling. But I see and hear business owners treat these little, these what I would call just token incentives, as if they should have a significant impact on how people make decisions. As if that $59 on a $20,000 HVAC install, that should be all it takes. Like, we're offering them $59. Like, what more do they want? <laughs> and and again, on, on in situations where they're leaning towards saying yes, you know, it's a it's a $900 job. And you say, hey, listen, we're going to throw in the diagnostic fee if you say yes today. Okay, let's just go ahead and do it. That makes perfect sense. But having this belief that waiving a small fee like that or having some other kind of minor, um, relatively insignificant dollar amount as being this compelling, meaningful thing that people should hang on to and like really value when they're making their decisions, when they're talking about making big decisions that are going to have big impacts on their life, I just don't think that that's appropriate. I don't think that's reasonable in all cases. So especially when I hear business owners nowadays, especially in, in certain trades, you know, we, we hear people talk about how customer, we were training our technicians and our salespeople to help customers make decisions based on value, not on price. But then we offer this token price incentive to get the customer to commit today instead of waiting which is completely shifting strategies midstream in some cases. Now, again, I'm, I'm talking in generalities here. I'm not talking about every single case of, you know, some people have the style didn't better than others. But my point is we have to know when the financial incentive is designed and intended to just kind of nudge them over the edge because they're already leaning towards saying yes versus when we are putting something in place that we are expecting to have a dramatic impact on how they make decisions. And we just have to be aware, in my opinion, that the same $59 or $75 incentive is not going to do both effectively. It will do one probably, but expecting that that to be a major reason why somebody says yes to a $20,000 job, I just don't think that that's reasonable to expect that that has the impact that we would like. There's, there's things we're going to talk about here in a few minutes that I think are just much more important. And if we aren't clear about this stuff, our technicians in the field will begin to think that the $75 is what matters. And in, in, in many cases, it's not. Also, if we're just not addressing a major concern they have at all, offering a price incentive, even a small one, could make the situation worse. So to be clear, again, like I've been saying throughout this series, I know this stuff has worked well over the last few years. I know that we haven't had to put a lot of thought into getting customers to say yes, because if you just showed up, you got to work a lot of the times. I totally get that. The reason I'm spending five entire weeks talking about things that we haven't had to worry about for, for several years in some cases is because I believe that these things are going to be changing. I believe that, that in service industries, we are going to have a period of time ahead of us where we have to get good at marketing and messaging and training and meeting customers' needs in a way that we haven't had to in a while. Not just in getting customers to say yes to a $20,000 job to us instead of somebody else, that that's that stuff is going to continue. And we've had to do that over recent years. But getting them to say yes to 
$2,000 jobs might be an issue, not just the $20,000 jobs. And we're going to have to learn how to, to be good at these things and not just get home runs all the time. So that's kind of where I'm coming from on this whole series. I hope that's clear. Again, I'm not saying that these things I'm talking about haven't worked. I know they've worked. I just think that we've got to be prepared for them not to work in the next few years. Now, whether that happens in 90 days or that doesn't work for, for two years, it doesn't matter. It's, it's going to happen. These long cycles of people just saying yes to big projects and big dollar, big ticket items, they just don't last for decades. They last for years. And, we, and we've had a few years of that. So, so when we really clear, I know this stuff has worked over the last few years. I'm just saying it's likely these things are going to be changing in the next few years. And these things that have worked for us have been kind of what we used to call laydowns, like you just showed up and got the work. That stuff's going to be changing. It's going to be going away a little bit. So we just got to be prepared. We have to teach our team how to adapt. So before we can assess how well we expect these minor price incentives to work, we need to understand the criteria. And oftentimes it's not money. We need to understand the criteria customers are using to decide if they should act now or wait. Sometimes, oftentimes, especially on bigger ticket items, customers are thinking through things that really don't have anything to do with dollars. They're thinking through inconveniences and disruptions and impacts on their neighbors and impacts on, you know, if you're remodeling your kitchen, like <laughs> to think about where are you doing dishes and stuff like that. Sometimes uh, there, there's other people impacted that they have to consider. Now, again, I'm not, I want to be clear here. I'm not suggesting we lower our expectations for getting to yes today. I'm not suggesting we we stop doing things that that lead the customer to making a decision. I think those things are important. I mean, they're, they're, they're the only things that matter in some cases. Like, I totally get that. I'm just saying we have to be tuned into how our customers are assessing what criteria they're using to decide if they should act today or not. And if, if, if it's just, meh, I don't want the hassle of calling for another estimate. These guys are knocking 75 bucks off. That makes perfect sense. Of course it's going to work them because they don't want the hassle of hiring, of having somebody come and take a look at it. Your guy seems reasonably intelligent. Your company has good reviews. Like there's no reason to really fret about anything. Yeah, let's just go ahead and do it. That's not the same thing as making a huge decision on something that's going to impact their life, like a kitchen remodel or, you know, paving their driveway or whatever it is, you know, uh, these things that impact other people besides them and are, are bigger things. Um, we just need to know what criteria they're using to assess if they should act today or not. We can't skip that step and just throw $59 at them and hope that solves the problem and then be pissed at our employees when it doesn't. So that's the point of this is, is I'm not saying that that's why this is one of the harder things to talk about in this is because I, I can't say your company should do this and certain, I don't know. I don't know what your, what your, what your customers want, what their expectations are. And I certainly don't know how they're making decisions on whether or not to act today. But the point is not for me to know. The point is for your employees to know. And in order for your employees to know, you must know. So again, I'm not against offering incentives for fast actions. I've done it. I do it now. Like I get it. This, this all makes perfect sense. So I do need to ask myself a couple of questions when I do it though. First question, if we have a, a price incentive or some kind of sale or something like that, hey, if you act now, you get this $75 or $300 or whatever it is. Is this incentive in place to get them to say yes to something they're leaning towards anyway? Or is this to overcome a serious objection they have? So I recently saw uh, something where, where people got, you know, $35 off or something like that. And I'm, I'm like, well, what, what are we thinking that the, the, the conversation internally is in 2023, do we really think customers are making, are having conversations with themselves internally 
over $35. I guess it's possible. I mean, yeah, this, this, this person would know their industry better than me and know their customers better than me for sure. I just don't know that, that, that that's a conversation that's had right now. I don't know that in 2030 or 2023 that people are really figuring out how to save $35. If they, if they like, wow, if I, if I do this thing now, this thing that would cost, let's say it would cost 500 bucks. I don't know what it costs. Or let's say it costs $300. Let's say it was 10% or whatever. I don't know that that is, I don't know what, co- what customer would have a conversation internally where they, $35 is like a motivating factor. It's a convenience thing for sure. If you if they've done the work, they've they've had somebody come to their house, they've dropped their car off to get repaired, they've done whatever, they you know, they they took their taxes into somewhere, whatever, and they and the the provider says, Hey, um, you know, we're having a special right now. If you if you do this thing today, you know, we're knocking ten percent off. Okay, well, they've done the hard work. But is that enough to get them to do the hard work? I don't think so. So that that's the kind of stuff I want to work through. Is isn't is this incentive in place to get them to say yes something they're already kind of leaning towards, or is this to get them to deviate from how they would normally do things, or to overcome a serious objection they have? If the answer is yes to that second one, yes, this is in place to overcome an objection they have. That then I'm I'm probably better off to identify and address that objective rather than hoping or planning for this thirty five fifty nine or seventy nine dollar like fee being waived or discount being offered to get them to be, to be motivated to act. Next question. Is this incentive I'm offering meaningful? Again, going back to my example just now, you know, $35 off on a $500 thing. Is that meaningful enough to get them to do something? I, I don't know. And again, in, in the case I suggested, or the, the, the case I mentioned earlier, waiving a $59 fee on a $20,000 HVAC install is almost laughable and almost insulting. I, I've heard people talk who have no idea what I do for a living. I've heard people talk about, you won't believe this. They gave me an estimate for $19,783. And they said, good news. If you do it today, you will knock $59 off. Like that was supposed to be a thing that, and it it, it was, it was, um, they were insulted. They were angry. Angry is a strong word. They were, they were um, miffed. Let's say they just, it just, it just was laughable. And like, what person thinks that that's a compelling thing here? So um, perhaps the most important question, what criteria is this customer using to decide whether they should make a decision today or wait? So that's not the same thing as what can I do to get them to say yes. What criteria is this customer using to decide whether they should make a decision today or wait? Which, or, or decide and say yes today or wait? If I don't know the answer to that, I'm just kind of shooting in the dark, I think. So if they're hesitant, why is that? And I believe it's rarely about money. It is sometimes, again, the $20,000 HVAC install, that's that's a big ticket item. Like not everybody has 20 grand just laying around waiting to be spent. So it can be, but sometimes there's financing options and we have we have ways to overcome that kind of stuff. Um, if it is about money, it's it's probably not about $30. It's probably not about $59. So again, I'm not, I'm not anti these things. I'm just saying, if we think the $59 is solving a more compelling issue, I think we're often on the wrong track. Next question, does our sales process address, support, and guide the customer along their decision-making path, supporting them and addressing the criteria they are using to make a decision? So once I know what their criteria is, is my sales process supporting them along a path, keeping that criteria in mind? If the answer is no, we're just going to throw money at it. Okay, well, we've just spent some time talking about how they should, in many cases, we just spent time talking about how they shouldn't really consider price. It should be about value. 
And then all of a sudden at the end, we're going to say, well, but here we're going to throw in, you know, $100 off or whatever to, 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 to avoid the more difficult question, which is why are they reluctant? And sometimes they're reluctant because of things that we can control. And sometimes they're reluctant because of things we cannot control. But I can't speak to those things. I can't address them if I'm not even aware of what those things are. And these are things we can ask people after the fact, after they've said yes. When they say no, in all cases, if we just ask them, like, what, what are the criteria you're, you're kind of going through to, to decide? That the more we can find a way to ask that question in a not threatening um, way, it, you know, as close to that point in time as we can. So the customer says yes. And the next day we come out and we do the job and we're like, hey, just curious, like I'm trying to get better as a business owner. I'm trying to get better as a service provider. Can you help me understand? Like, you know, it seemed like you were maybe a little bit hesitant there for a couple minutes. What were you thinking about? Like, what were the things you were kicking around as you were thinking through that? It would be awesome to have that information so we know for next time. We can begin developing this kind of catalog of knowledge of here's what people are thinking when they're going through this, this process of making a decision of do I act now or not? All right, so more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you about some of the questions we've been getting in real time in my new weekly group, Service Business Academy. So the first question is, how do you know when it's time to give up on a marketing campaign? How much will we be spending on SEO? How long do you let a campaign go hoping it'll work? What can we do to our campaign to get more qualified leads? What are realistic expectations to have from our SEO marketing company? That was all one question. And we spent a little bit of time on that because there's a lot of good stuff in there. How much profit should we be taking from the company? How do we find the strength to do more, wear more hats, and take on more when we're already feeling like we're maxed out? How does key man life insurance work, and when should I consider it? So listen, if you're if you're you're not doing yourself any favors by committing to a plan of learning every lesson in business the hard way, do yourself a favor and save that all the time, money, and energy, and aggravation that comes from learning how to solve problems through trial and error. Come get help from people, including me and other business owners just like you, who have been right where you are. Membership costs less than you think. I can nearly guarantee the price is not going to be an obstacle. To try a meeting out at no charge, just send a quick introductory email to hello at serviceindustrysuccess.com with the word group in the subject line. Again, price is almost certainly not going to be an issue. There's zero risk to try it out. Come check it out. Just send a quick introductory email to hello at serviceindustrysuccess.com with the word group in the subject line. All right, so we always need to be working towards an understanding of what criteria our customer or ideal customer is using to determine if they should buy today or wait. So we had their their criteria they use to assess whether they should do this thing or not at all, but also, and maybe separately, what criteria are they using to, to decide if they should act today or not, or say yes to us on the spot or not? Man, would that be critical information to have. And I can tell you from my, my perspective, once, you know, looking back at my former life, the business I owned before, once we had that knowledge, it was lights out different for us. We just, our, our processes and our, our training changed to a, to adapt to to meet the needs of the customers they had, and and it wasn't dramatic changes we made. But the first thing was getting our employees to understand, like what what are they thinking? Because what our employees thought they were thinking or should be thinking more often, and what the customers were really thinking was not was not the same for sure. So, first question: If we have this price incentive in place, is this in place to get them to say yes to something already leaning towards anyway, or am I trying to overcome a serious objection they have? By just throwing a little bit of money at and hoping for the best. That's kind of that's kind of the question there. Uh, next one is this incentive I'm offering meaningful. Again, the $59 off on a $20,000 HVAC install. I've heard people standing in line at the grocery stores talking about that. And it was not a it was not a conversation they were excited about, that's for sure. Um, what criteria is the customer using to decide whether they should make a decision today or wait? If I don't know the answer to that, I am literally just kind of shooting in the dark. 
if they're hesitant, what are they hesitant about? It's rarely about money. And if it is about money, it's not about $30. It's not about $59. Next question, does our sales process address, support, and guide the customer along their decision-making path, supporting them and addressing the criteria they're using to make a decision? If they're worried about their belongings being safe, for example, we better be talking about background checks, not a price reduction. In that situation, if you have somebody who's who's hesitant to buy right now because they just don't have a the confidence we would like that our company is the one who will address their concern, which in this fictitious example is they want their stuff to be safe. And our response is not, here's how we show that we, we can guarantee your stuff will be safe as much as any company can by doing background checks. We say, tell you what, we're going to knock a hundred bucks off. That's worse than not addressing it at all. Uh, in my opinion, anyway. All right. So to try my new group, Service Business Academy, where we provide immediate problem solving, Come check it out, no charge. Just send a quick email to hello at serviceindustrysuccess.com with the word group in the subject line. Don't forget to subscribe uh, or follow, depending on what platform you're using to listen. Share this podcast with a friend or colleague who's a business owner in the service industry. Give us a rating and review if you haven't done that yet. That'd be awesome if you give us a review, a rating. Uh, doesn't matter what platform you're listening on. We could use the help anywhere, you, anywhere you're listening. Spotify, uh, Apple, Google, uh, all the different platforms. Uh, ratings and reviews are always welcome that's how we grow this thing so thanks a lot for all your help thanks for tuning in that's it for this week and i'll see you all next week